Welcome to Really Real Life. Today we're going to be talking about why you should be reading your Bible and the benefits that you will have from doing so. If you're new here, be sure to follow, like, or subscribe to the podcast. And without further ado, let's dive on into it. All right, benefit number one is going to be reading the words for yourself. A lot of preachers, sometimes they um, they will, what's the word I'm looking for? They'll paraphrase what the Bible's saying. And sometimes if you're not paying attention, scripture can be pulled out of context, which causes confusion and problems within not only the body of Christ, but within the leaders of the church. So if you're not reading it for yourself, you should definitely be questioning what's being taught. Now, I'm not saying preachers are wrong or pastors are wrong. I'm just saying if you have questions or confused or you're hearing something, make sure that you go look those verses up and really see what actually is being said so that you can understand why it was being said, how it was being worded, and how it was being used, and maybe even who was saying it. Because a lot of times that I've spoken to other quote-unquote Christians, um, they have pulled out different areas of the Bible but haven't actually read it for themselves to really understand that what they're saying is only 25% of what's actually being said and they take it to fit their own narrative. Then that's dangerous. For example, in Revelation, um, it states near the end of the book not to add or take away from what is being said. And so if we're adding or taking away other things that are in there, then that can cause confusion and that's dangerous. Because if the Lord gave somebody information and they said, you know, make sure that you write this down too, then it's important for us to take that as, you know, that's very serious. So if you are just laughing along and you think that it's just funny that, um, somebody could actually believe the Bible cover to cover, start questioning yourself. Because if you are a Christian and a Bible-believing Christian, um, we need to walk in a path that, yeah, we can we can ask questions, but we should be asking the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus, not asking other humans that are just as confused as us when we have the Bible right here and we can pray over the word and we can ask for guidance and answers to be, you know, brought to us. And that's a deeper connection with God, with the Holy Spirit that we need. You know, Jesus did leave and he said that it would be better for us for him to go because the Holy Spirit was coming after him and it was it was going to benefit us for him to go. So if it benefits us for Jesus to be gone, then what are we doing with the Holy Spirit? We don't even talk about it. I didn't hear about the Holy Spirit until I was 25 years old. Now, I didn't really understand it. I didn't we weren't praying to the Holy Spirit, we weren't asking for guidance, we weren't doing any of that. So this Bible has given me answers with the help of God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus guiding me along the way on what actually is being said. So that's benefit number one. You get to see it for yourself. Benefit number two is that you actually get to see what Jesus what Jesus was saying and how his apostles um, documented this. So 
a couple things that you can see from opening up your Bible is that you see that when Jesus was here on the earth, his disciples did not um, fast on the Sabbath like everyone else did. And so the Pharisees were like, hey, what's going on? Why aren't they fasting? And he said, when I'm gone, they'll need to fast just like you, but I'm here. So there's no reason for them to fast. And just simple things like that, you can read throughout scripture and just see, oh, wow, that makes sense because the bridegroom is, was here and they were with him. And now that he's gone, it's a, it's a requirement to fast so that you can lean in on him. And when you're fasting to fill the times that you would eat or the times that you would um, get on your phone or the times that you would get on social media and replace it with your Bible. That's going to be disciplining yourself, just like sitting down and reading in general is disciplining yourself. Not everybody starts reading and is hungry for the word. So number two, you'll get to see what Jesus actually said. One of these things um, that a lot of people just skim over or they pick and pick out bits and pieces is... Um, Let's go to a section where it talks about heaven. So let's say, let's, let's do this one first. All right, so Bill, it's um, Matthew 7, 24. And my version, it tells me, uh, build on the rock. So Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these, these sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So right before that, um, Jesus is talking about um, how a lot of people will say, Lord, Lord. I'll just read it to you. Okay. <laughs> Matthew uh, 7:21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. So we have to do the will of the father who is in heaven. And it says, many say to me, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. And it says, therefore, Whoever hears these things of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these things of mine, uh, so hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. So just in this little passage right here that I just read to you, you see that Jesus is, is declaring that there will be a time when people are in front of him and they're saying, you know, we did all these things for you, Jesus, we did them in your name. Um, but Jesus says, because it wasn't the will of his father in heaven, be, the will of my father in heaven, our father in heaven, who created every single one of us so intricately, intricately, 
Oh my gosh, I can't talk. So, to the tiniest molecule, he created us. And if we aren't doing the will of the Father, if we aren't asking the Holy Spirit to guide us through this life, and we're just doing and living worldly, we are going to have such a disconnection that we're going to suffer from anxiety, depression, all these things that so many people struggle with because they're demons. Who wants to take you down the most? Satan. Who wants to be God? Satan. Who wants all these things for him? Satan. He wants to be the winner. And that's not the case. So as we're opening, as we're reading this, we see that, you know, whoever is building on the rock, which is God, we are building on the rock. This is relationships. This is friendships. This is your life. This is the love inside your heart with, with who you are. The foundation is the rock, which is God. And in this book, in the Bible, we learn that, hey, oh, we are supposed to be doing that, you know. Um, so benefit number two, you get to see what Jesus actually said. Benefit number three is going to be that you're going to learn what we're actually being asked to do instead of what the world has been preaching for decades. There have been prosperity preachers that have taught, you know, if you don't, if you give us this money, if you give us this money, you'll be blessed. Um, God wants to give you money. Um, he doesn't want you to struggle. Well, you've got to think back to the time that Jesus was here. He specifically said to people, you know, leave, leave everything that you have and come follow me. But we've got families, we've got all these things that are, that are, taking time away from God and taking time away from the calling that we are being asked to do. And so I'm sharing the gospel with you and um, I want to share it more, more because there's, there's benefits within Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like if you're about to dive into your Bible for the first time, I really, really think that you should start in one of these books. Um, Matthew is pretty long. It's got a lot of information. It's all very, um, laid out pretty well. And so is Mark, Luke, and John. You know, if I've heard that a lot of pastors for people that are new to the faith, that they tell them to go read John. And yeah, it's kind of like a, it kind of, um, compounds everything into one book as far as, you know, he created the wor world um, the in the beginning. There he was. Um, so anyway, those three things are the benefits that you will get out of reading your Bible. Um, benefit number four is that you're actually going to um, see a change in your mindset. You're going to see a change in the way that you carry yourself, the way that you conduct business as far as um, interacting with other people because you're going to start to... Fill these voids that are in your life with the word of God. And in doing that, it's going to chase out things that don't belong there. So, for example, um, in here, in chapter 6, I believe, we see um, adultery in the heart. So... I didn't know, I knew like what the commandments were 
and um, do not commit adultery is one of them. But Jesus goes in further about what adultery actually is. And it screams, um, America, America, you need to stop so hard, like so loudly to me, because um, I've seen people lusting after men and women and um, vice versa. And it's it's crazy. Anyway, what it says here is it's actually chapter five, verse 27. It's adultery in your heart, in the heart. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. So that's what they're talking about. Moses, when he wrote the 10 commandments that he's talking about, um, adultery that you shall, shall not commit it. it says, but, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. So literally says that looking at someone and lusting after them like um that that is adultery that that is something that I never even realized oh my gosh um because I'm sure a lot of people have struggled with porn and that's something that we see as young as 13 when we start watching romance comedies, um, different things like that, because um, it's like soft porn where you see them kissing, you see them um, kissing their bodies, you see them doing these things, and it makes people want that. And that want can go as far as wanting it with someone other than your spouse or wanting it before you're married because um, your body is flooded with hormones that are saying, you know, I'm ready to ready to make a baby. I'm ready to, you know, um, procreate. And that's the society that I grew up in was that all of this is okay and that you know, um, waiting until marriage, that's just old fashioned and there's no reason to do it, um, because everybody's having sex. And that's how, that's how I grew up. That's what I saw. Um, I would walk into the living room. My dad would be watching porn. Um, there would be different times where I was exposed to it and I was like five or six. And so that started me on a path of, not good things. And so reading my Bible now, I wish I had read it sooner. I wish that I had been, had a door opened for me that was more, hey, you need to read this than, hey, write a book report on, you know, any book you want. I wish that we would have been forced to read a little bit of the Bible, you know, 
I wish that it would have been, hey, write a report on what you find out in this, you know, instead of go read Huckleberry Finn and tell me what the plot is, why this happened, why that happened. It's just a bunch of wasted time when I could have been reading my Bible and figuring out what I was doing wrong my whole life instead of waiting until I was 25 to open it up and read it for myself. So if you're younger than 25, you're, you're starting out a lot more ahead than I was. My daughter, I'm teaching her what's in the Bible in a way that she will remember because I can't trust the Sunday school to do it. I can't trust her teachers to do it. I can't trust, you know, anyone to do it because she's my responsibility. Yes, those things are an additional um, good thing. But I don't know if that person that's in her Sunday school, I do, I do now, but growing up, I didn't, I didn't know the background. I didn't know the background of anyone that was back there. I didn't know if they were practicing witchcraft. I didn't know if they were, um, you know, going out and doing whatever the heck they wanted to do. Um, because I used to go to church every Sunday. I used to walk myself there. My parents did not go. I went by myself and I didn't know anything. <laughs> I knew that um, I wanted to go and I knew that I had a hunger for it, but I didn't know why. I didn't know who, I didn't know what I was supposed to find. I just knew that I wanted to be there. And now looking back, I see that it's because there was a plan for me and that I just was a little late to the game. And I had a spiritual warfare going on and I didn't know what that was. And when you're an infant in Christ, you don't realize how important those things are. You don't realize, you know, God is a God of covenants. He's a God of promises. And that's why we have the rainbow because he promised to never flood the earth again. He blessed Abraham with a child and promised him to, that he would be father of all, that he would make him father of everyone, of, of all, you know? And it blows my mind that I could have been so much different. And yes, I've grown, and a lot of people might look at you and be like, well, who are you? You're not who you used to be. Well, guess what? When Jesus was in Nazareth, um, the people that watched him grow up and knew his brothers and sisters and knew his mother and his father, they were offended when he was casting out demons and he was healing people. They were offended by him because of what he was doing, because they knew his past. And us as people, you need to let go of somebody's past. If they wronged you, it's time for you to forgive them because holding on to unforgiveness actually opens doors to the enemy to come and attack you. And that 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 goes over so many people's heads. But reading your word is the first step to opening your eyes to the truth. Step one, pray, worship. You're, you're going to sacrifice things to God and you're not even going to care that you lost it because you're going to be so enveloped in him that it doesn't matter. So go and open this word, open the Bible, start to read it and 
and please come back next week because I'm going to, I'm going to be reading some of this to you. It's not going to be, um, it's going to be a message and I'm just going to, just going to read it to you because it's important for you to hear the gospel, especially if you don't have your own Bible to read it. And maybe I will even make a, cause we've got, we've got like, I want to say seven or eight Bibles, different versions of the Bible. And if you're struggling to find your own because Amazon doesn't always show you pictures of the insides of your Bibles, you can um, follow me on my Facebook page. It's Really Real Life with Dallas on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash really real life. So go on there. Make sure you're following so that you can see when the video is posted um, that shows you the different types of Bibles to help you in your decision on which one is best for you. There's also the YouVersion Bible app, which is a great way to start if you are more digital, because I'm not. I have to have a physical Bible with me. I am not disciplined enough to be able to go into my Bible app and just read. I have to have it in my hands so that I can be focused solely on that, especially with my um, my one-year-old running around because it's, it's easier for me to be on there and be disciplined in my actual touch hand holdable Bible, I guess, than it is for me to be getting notification after notification when I'm in my Bible app. But that's a great place to start. If you don't want to go and purchase one, you can also, you know, ask your pastor if they have a Bible that you can borrow if you don't have the money to purchase one or you know you can just download the YouVersion Bible app off of Google Play or wherever whatever phone you have anyway I appreciate you coming by let me know if you learned something let me know again where you're listening from and if you were curious how we are going to continue to do this. Um, this is actually a listener-supported podcast, so wherever you're listening from, you should be able to see a sponsor button, and you can sponsor away so that I can continue to bring this to you and help you find a foundation on God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus to help you build and live a better life. Because I promise you, yes, there are hard times. Everyone is going to go through hard times. Even us Christians, we're not special. You know, we need to really chase after the one, the way, the truth, and the life, which is Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. Um, so I thank you so much for coming by. I hope that you are blessed by this podcast that something sparked a fire in you to just chase after and learn the word of God and how much it can change your life. So dear Heavenly Father in heaven, I ask that you please bless those who hear this and bless them in a way that makes them hungry for more truth, for your word, for a relationship with you so that they can see scales fall from their eyes scales fall from their bodies so that they can see that they too are redeemable 
Holy Spirit, please move through these people and let them know that you are present always. Pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for stopping by. Hope to see you here next week. God bless.